Hey everybody, it's Ian Aber, and we are back with another episode of Straight People on Inauguration Day. Uh, we're recording, uh, and this is the podcast for straight people by queer people, because straight people don't have a what? Enough. They don't have enough. So we thought we'd do this cute little podcast just about them, so maybe they wouldn't like to try to take over the planet or anything. Um, my guest this week uh, is a um, newer to Atlanta, but originally from Chattanooga, um, the hilarious Morgan Gray. Hello, Morgan. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm doing all right. Um, it was nice to uh, watch Biden be uh, sworn in, and uh, nobody tried to attack him. So that was that was <laughs> that that was refreshing. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, doing doing okay myself. Just another day in quarantine over here at my house. Um, Morgan, this is the this is the podcast. We do a twenty minute. Um, dig in and find out about people's sexuality and what they know about straight culture. So um, like I ask all my guests, Morgan, how do you identify? Okay. Um, I am a non-binary bisexual person. Okay. And how's that uh, going? <laughs> um, well, it's, uh, it's going fairly well. I have been married to a man and now I'm engaged to a woman. Okay. So I've I've seen both both sides, I guess, and I I didn't really come to terms with being non-binary until the pandemic, which I think has been happening to a lot of people. A lot of time alone kind of allows you to do that kind of introspection, and I think that gender specifically is something that is really reinforced by your connections to other people, mm-hmm. not necessarily with yourself. Um, so the the non-binary aspect of my identity is something that I have more recently come to terms with, but being bisexual actually isn't something that I really accepted about myself until kind of recently too. Anyway, I'm, I'm 30 and I didn't come out until I was 26. Uh, you didn't come out as bisexual until 26 or you didn't come out as a lesbian until 26? Until I was 26. I, I am bisexual. Okay, I, okay. I don't identify as a lesbian. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought you meant that maybe you did, you came out in one direction and then kind of came back to the middle. Does that make sense? That's what I oh, sort no. of heard. Yeah, so that makes sense. one thing that you said that I find very interesting is, is that you said that um, in, in quarantine and seclusion and having time to yourself and not having a projection of gender uh, pushed towards you, you were able to identify as non-binary. So there's mm-hmm. like an expectation of your presentation um, as a person that people will go perceive you as female and feminine and then basically treat you in a specific way. Is yeah. that sort of like the what you're talking about? Absolutely. I feel like like my specific flavor of non-binary I um is a gender. So I don't I'm there's like, you know, there's gender fluid, there's like demi girl, there's demi boy, there's there's apparently like 52 recognized genders <laughs> under the okay. non-binary umbrella. Um and mine specifically is a gender. Um, I, I kind of just kind of see myself as, uh, as a blank slate. Um, and I recognized during quarantine that when I dress at all, um, when I put on makeup, when I don't put on makeup, when I dress more masculinely, when I dress um, more femininely, um, I feel like I'm in drag either way. Um, I, I feel like my natural state of being is more neutral and I don't really align with being masculine or feminine and I I kind of like it that way um and I I don't think I ever would have realized that without being in a position where I could ask myself these questions 
And quarantine allowed me that opportunity because when you go out in public and you're constantly being told, you're a woman, you're a woman, you're a woman, especially since I do enjoy playing with makeup. I have a lipstick collection that has like 50 lipsticks in it. Yeah. People are going to perceive me as a woman and they still do. Yeah. Now, the, now that you're in a situation where you identify as agender, non-binary, bisexual, right? Mm-hmm. When people do treat you just as a woman, what is the is that does it does it bother you does it hurt you does it offend you or is it more of like a it's nuanced because you're just coming into this identity so you're not sure how to navigate um informing other people oh by the way I, you always treat me like a girl but i am this or whatever um <laughs> i uh obviously haven't been able to do comedy in a yeah. while but i actually thought of <laughs> Um, I have been like apologizing when I have been introducing people with my, like in, introducing to people uh, with my pronouns. Yeah. I've been like, my pronouns are they, them, sorry. So I guess I'm still a woman at heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, but it's, I feel like if people are making an effort, like, cause I just, I just started telling, I told people publicly like two weeks ago. Yeah. And it was hard because like talking about sexuality was hard when I was 26 and talking about gender because a lot of people don't even recognize that gender isn't binary. Yeah. Um, and I've had a lot of people, in, well, I won't, I won't say a lot, but I've had a few people just tell me that I'm wrong and that I'm confused, but I'm not confused. This is the most clarity I've had about it my whole life. Yeah. And I feel more like myself. Do you, do you so, think that those people are confused actually is what the, what the issue is that, I think, <laughs> that their brain isn't ready for something other than two switches. Like it's either this or that it's this or that you're either gay or straight. You're a man or a woman. You, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that, like some people think that that's progressive is that they've accepted that thing. And then anything beyond that, it's like, okay, okay. All right. All right. You know what I mean? It's just like, um, it's too much for them. It's, it's an extra thing that's not necessary or whatever. I think that a lot of them are just not willing to have a conversation. And my thing is, if you're willing to have a conversation with me, that's great. I don't need you to immediately be like, okay, that's what you are. I need you to just be willing to listen because it is, it's hard to change the way that you've been taught your whole life. I'm still learning. We're all still learning. Yeah. We've been brought up in a society that teaches us that this thing is, is the one thing that it is. We're all still learning and the language is still evolving. And, you know, the term non-binary didn't even become popular really until the 2010s. I'm reading a book about it right now. We're all still learning, we're all still evolving. But if you tell me that I'm not something that I know intrinsically I am, then you become the problem. We all need to listen to each other. So it is hard for me to talk about because I am so afraid of being rejected and told that I'm wrong about who I am. But if people can come to it with an openness and an understanding and want to have a two-way conversation, that's incredibly helpful. Yeah. What do you think inside of the queer community? Cause like, we're not always great about, cause it's the, you know, we're uh, as, as Dave Chappelle uh, offensive, offensively referred to us as the alphabet people. He calls us the alphabet people, which I, I take offense. Cause we are, uh, we are people of letters. Do you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but uh, 
but because we're not like you know as a gay man my experience is different than that as a, of a lesbian or a trans person or a bisexual or anybody who's gendered binary gender non-binary what do you think the biggest misconception inside of the queer community is about what it means to be gender non-binary just based on your experience i think a big one is that all non-binary people are androgynous thin white assigned female at birth people like or you know that that we're all david bowie's or tilda swinton's yeah um that you have to be super androgynously presenting don't yeah. get me wrong i'd love to be that but my body type isn't that and it's not going to be um unless i have a super great you know coke binge or an anorexia relapse <laughs> it's not going to be that um non-binary people are just as diverse as the rest of the queer community and so you get a lot of you know erasure of non-binary people because they don't look like what you expect them to look like and i think that that's really harmful especially to you know um black non-binary people indigenous non-binary people and people of color who are non-binary because they're assumed to be something that they're not yeah and so um the people who identify as non-binary do you get confused for uh, being gender fluid a lot? Is that what people think that that means or, or is well, it? Gender fluid is a type of non-binary. Yeah. I think another misconception is that non-binary only means one thing Yeah. or that it's like, like that it's a third gender Yeah. Um, when it it's, I mean, it's a, it's an umbrella term the yeah. same way that like that bisexual can be an umbrella term um, or it has evolved to be an umbrella term. There's yeah. like a bi plus attraction spectrum. Um, that, that's really like a multi-sexual attraction spectrum. And that's kind of not what, that's kind of what non-binary is. It's an umbrella term that encompasses a lot of third gender identities, like gender fluid, like yeah. agender, like neutra, neutra. Um, I don't know that you, one, what's that? Neutral? That's kind of, it's similar to agender. It's where okay. you don't identify with um, like being a man or a woman. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, there's a ton. There's, there's um, two spirit, which only applies to certain indigenous tribes, and then other indigenous tribes have their own name for, yeah. um, for the third, fourth, and, and fifth gender identities. I don't want to speak too specifically on that because I'm not an indigenous person. What's the name of the book you're reading? Because I'm curious. I, I definitely take take a look at that. Oh man, um, <laughs> I just started it yesterday. Let me let me look and see. It's really good. It was it was expensive because it's uh, I think it's meant to be like a, a textbook. Oh, OK. It was written by a librarian um, and information scientist. Um, and I'm getting a master's in librarian information science. Oh, cool. Um, Where do you go to school? I go to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. OK. It's um, called Non-Binary Gender Identities, uh, History, Culture, and Resources. Nice. Um, well, that's cool. I'll definitely uh, listen back to that and see if I can include a link or something. Or at least maybe find a uh, review of the book, because sometimes I don't read the books. I just <laughs> read the reviews. Um, so let's go further back. So you're coming out as bisexual at 26. Um, a lot of people who identify as queer 
um, have the experience of knowing when they're children that they're different, but not knowing how they're different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then they discover what queer is. And either it's that they discover that they themselves are queer. Um, for me, I grew up in the 70s. So there wasn't a lot of like positive like role models to look at. So I didn't think I was gay. I thought I was a genius. And then, <laughs> then when I was about eight years old, I was like, oh, I just like boys. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? So it was like, I, I thought I was this one thing. And then I realized, oh, what I am is gay, you know? So talk to me about little Morgan. Talk to me about you, you as a child, where was it that you were a square pit peg trying to fit into a round hole, so to speak? I had a really hard time making friends. Um, but I, I also like, I grew up in like rural Northern Michigan. Like you have to understand where I grew up. We had like seven towns that went to one high school and oh, wow. that high school still had 400 kids in it. Like very, very rural. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I had a friend who was like my, my best friend, but she wasn't, I wasn't allowed to, to come over to her house. I wasn't allowed to stay the night at her house. Um, <laughs> I always got like really uncomfortable in locker rooms, like after gym class or after volleyball. Yeah. Um, I really liked to read. I hated, I hated gym class. I hated running. Like I was just like really quiet and really reclusive yeah. and, um, like really like just really no friends but I always like when I was growing up I always chalked it up to like no one really being around because it was such a rural area yeah. um turns out that was not really the case there was a reason that I was uh uncomfortable in locker rooms <laughs> and um I guess maybe that uh my friend's mom could suss out that she that i had a crush on my best friend <laughs> oh it was it was the friend's mom yeah that wouldn't let you spend the night yeah I, my friend's mom wouldn't let me spend the night at her house and how old were you at this time i was like 11 okay and what what kind of shenanigans does she think y'all were going to get up in at 11 you know I, I, mean? I don't know like, because I didn't get into any shenanigans. Um, that's so weird. I wonder what that mom's like, like she's looking at you. What vibe is she getting off of you? Do you know what I'm I saying? Or maybe it's know. the daughter. Maybe she was like, you know, my daughter, you know, you know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was the daughter. She was, she was, she, she knew her daughter better than she knew you. It could very well have been the, the do you know, do you, do you, are you still in touch with or know anything about that girl, that, that girl specifically? Yeah, um, we are still Facebook friends. And after I came out, I sent her a message um, on Facebook. And I was like, so I've been doing like some inward reflection. And I think that I actually had a crush on you in middle school. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, um, I recently came out as bisexual too. And I think that you definitely did have a crush on me in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't reciprocate the crush. She just was like, wow. No. Okay. <laughs> she but was see, like, yeah, you definitely had a crush on me. In what's interesting about that is that the mother, it could have been you. The mother could have looked at you and gone, okay, I don't want, you know, this temptation. But more than likely, she was looking at her own daughter and, and like in, in that way that parents think that your kids are supposed to be straight she was probably just protecting you know what I mean it was like well I don't want her to come on to this girl that I don't you know what I mean or whatever that could be I don't yeah. know this is funny it's funny to me because like that's a terrible thing for a parent to do but also because I'm gay and have been through that it's kind of funny you know what I mean yeah no it's thinking I would love to like have a glass of wine with that woman and her to explain her rationale and and you're probably one of many girls that wasn't allowed to spend the night you know over the years it was so weird I was always the person that was on like the the outside of every friend group that I was in 
Yeah. Um, I just, I didn't know how to like, how to interact with groups of people. Um, yeah. I just felt different from everyone. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I really liked like fantasy. Like I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I got really into Buffy the Vampire Slayer when I, when I was like, um, like, I, God, it came out in like 1997. So it was in it, but we didn't have like cable. So I couldn't watch it as it was airing. And I'm still super into Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, really latched onto that queer representation that that show has. Yeah. They did a, um, um they did a, a, a show here where, all these comics got assigned it was like with wussy magazine and powell mansfield and uh we all got assigned a season of buffy oh, really? and i got season six uh where willow goes dark willow and um it, my whole thing was about how she's queer representation and that like on the surface it looks like she's overreacting you know like she, her first girlfriend some she dies and so she just tries to destroy the whole world and i'm like that's perfectly logical. We've been watching the world burn because of straight relationships since the dawn of time. So the first time we get a queer loving relationship on television, yeah, we should end the fucking world when it, you know, it's like, um, it was a super fun. And it is like the, the queer, the queer base for that show. Um, like even with the stuff that Josh Whedon's been accused of and, and cop to, it really hasn't touched very much of the, like, cause it's like, they had so many great female writers on that show that like the um jane epsonson and all those epsonson and marty yeah. knoxon yeah uh and that 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 josh's bad you know his reputation hasn't dinged the show which i think is kind of amazing you know yeah that people aren't saying oh well, we can't watch this anymore it's like well no because the people who were really writing the the words that landed with people were probably women in the writers room in my opinion anyways but yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. So when did that change for you? When did you get to the point where, or has that changed for you? Do you still feel like an outsider in every group? And um, you know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think you're, what, what point in your life did you notice a difference in, in your ability to relate to people? I haven't. <laughs> well, like, especially since I came out so late. Um, and I think that a big part of my inability to relate to people is definitely because I wasn't being my true self yeah and a lot of that I think has to do with religious trauma and compulsory heterosexuality because the world tells people that they must be straight you are obligated to be straight to live in this society yeah well and the rules of being straight around women I feel like are, are much more detailed and specific and regimented than they are to men in, in my opinion because like as a woman you also have to then maintain the the like you have to be beautiful or try to be beautiful and if you can't be beautiful then you have to be nice and if you can't be nice then you have to be you know like help people or or, or be a mother you know what I mean there's all these roles and rules around women that I don't think that men have to like follow quite the same way and you have to be like normal like you have to be a normal a normal person and yeah. be in, interested in what normal girls are interested in yeah and i i wasn't like i i wasn't interested in in like playing sports or or um like liking football or you know like i i didn't i was just a i was ah uh, my high school experience was really shitty um and then college was really awful. I went to a Pentecostal university where I was surrounded by, yeah. Um, so, you know, and then I, I didn't come out until I was 26. So my whole, and I'm bisexual. And in the queer community, when you're, a, when you're in a relationship with a man and that's when you come out as bisexual, 
there's going to be a lot of people who tell you that you're not queer enough. And that was after I spent my entire life hiding how queer I really was. Yeah. And when I realized how queer I was, it was like a whole flood of all of these moments. Every time I kissed a girl, every time I wanted to do more than kiss a girl, every time I thought about women, all of that came back in a flood when I was with a man. And then people were telling me that I wasn't queer enough. And so I had like, well, who are those people? Were they queer people? Telling yeah. You? Yeah, yeah, it's mostly queer people. Uh, a lot of gay people, in my opinion, just don't get what bisexuality is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. don't understand because it's like if you're gay, you're you have attraction and you act on it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes when you're bisexual, it's like, well, if you're in monogamous relationships, then you're not always gonna, you know, and the and the mix is, uh, you know, different sex the you know, couplings, then it's not going to be, well, oh, prove it. Like we treat, gay people treat bisexuality like it's tableside guac. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like if you say you're bisexual, I'm like, show me. How much cilantro are you putting in that bisexual? You know what I mean? Like that's how they, that in my opinion, and I'm of the mind of if you want to identify as bisexual, I don't need to, you don't, I don't need to see your papers. I'll take it. We need more queer people and, you know what I mean? Like the, the more people that don't identify as straight, in the world, the better. Do you know what I mean? And like, you know, oh, you're not the, the kind of bisexual that I want you to be. Well, the, what, who came up with that standard and applied it to me in the first place? You know, like I love, I love anyone who wants to talk about being bisexual, regardless of what kind of relationship they're in or, or be single. You, you don't even have to be in a relationship. You know, like, I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying for sure. And I really hate that that was your experience. But the problem with the queer community is, is that we say we're this thing that's all inclusive and accepting, but that's not true. It's just not true. It's like, you're either like when we say the queer community, we mean gay and lesbian, um, <clears throat> white, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, this is just now being attacked and redefined and being called out. And like, for me, like, uh, I like to say that my favorite thing about the queer community is that it doesn't actually exist. Like, thankfully, <laughs> it's just an agreement we all have, you know, like when the straights come after us, we assemble, you know, but in the meantime, we're all kind of facing each other going, I don't understand you, you don't understand me, you know, here's, let me project this value system on you or whatever. And it's like, it's very difficult. So it's like you come out, and then you get another level of resistance for like, you talk about coming out late. I know I have friends of mine who have like lived their lives as lesbians and then in their 40s and 50s came out and I and identified and said, I'm, what I am is actually a trans man, you know? And they lived their lives in like growing up when I grew up, like in the late 80s and early 90s because there wasn't that identity of trans as readily understandable as it is now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm -hmm. it took it took them way longer than it's going to take somebody in the modern age to identify that they're trans because of the exact thing that you're talking about that projection of you know the forced heterosexuality or that presumed heterosexuality and then the gender norms we have to live in it's like it's really it's very sad to me like that's that's gonna be the legacy of like the gay men of the, like the gen x and boomers and and the and the and the lesbian women to a degree too the turfs and all those fucking awful people yeah. that we're gonna be we're we're not gonna be remembered for for anything other than the things we resisted you know what I'm saying not the things that we we made room for but the things that we resisted and uh, that's always my like anytime I'm around any gay people my age I'm the I'm the one who's like shut you sound like a fucking idiot you know <laughs> um, 
But uh, we are kind of getting towards the end of our time. Is there anything else you want to share specifically about your journey uh, that where you, because it seems like you're, you're still in a state of finding out who you are, which is what we all do. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, um, I am just like, honestly, happier than I've ever been. Like I am so much happier to be this person than I was four years ago. Like, yeah coming out is something that you do over and over and over throughout your entire life. You're constantly coming out to new people. You're constantly coming out to yourself. And if you look at pictures of me from four years ago, I don't look this happy. And I hope that I just keep getting happier. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love that. Now I do want to play the game with you. Um, This would be great if some, with somebody who, because this is a very binary game. It's a very gay or straight. So, um, if you want to refute that and say whatever you want to say about any of this, please, by all means. Okay. Um, okay. So I do this with all of my straight guests and most of my gay guests. I, I say, I personally don't believe that straight culture exists. We spend so much de- time defining what's gay and what's, uh, you know, what's the, le- what does lesbians do? What do trans people do that we, that we just assume everything else is, is straight. But the, in the reality is, is that I don't think anything is actually straight other than straight people. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have their own culture. Okay. So you tell me whether you think this is straight or gay. Um, mountain climbing. Oh man. Straight. Okay. Straight or gay. Social climbing. Gay. Okay. Um, straight or gay. Crepes. Gay. Straight or gay. Silver dollar pancakes straight okay straighter gay biscuits this these are so hard um because <laughs> like brunch um <laughs> right um gay i'm gonna go with gay okay straighter gay beignets they're french so gay yeah right okay <laughs> um uh we're just gonna a couple more uh straighter gay bucket hats Gay because Willow Rosenberg. Okay. Um, uh, gay, gay or straight, tiny top hats. Gay. Yeah, totally right. Um, gay or straight, lemonade. Straight. Okay. Gay or straight, Mike's hard lemonade. Straight. Straight. Even though you put the words Mike's and hard in front of it, it's still straight. Isn't that weird? Um, okay. Sorority my, girls. My final one is, is that you are back in... Uh, northern rural Michigan? Michigan. Michigan. You're back in Michigan and you are at a, a friend of your mother's wedding. Okay. And you're in a barn and you're drinking out of a mason jar and the father daughter dance happens. So the bride and the, and the father of the bride dance happens. The song starts playing. What song is it? Oh, man. I don't listen to any music like that. Like, I know there's so many cringy ones that it could be. Um, (laughs) I want to say this song is terrible, but straight people don't understand context. And I want to say, please don't take the girl. Do you know that song? (laughs) I don't know if I do. Who sings it? I don't know. (laughs) It's, It's really bad. The fact that I just said that, it's about like someone 
um, getting like carjacked and someone okay. taking their um, their daughter or their girlfriend or something. Okay. But I feel like straight people would ignore that and just make it about like the husband taking right. the girl away from the dad because straight people are really possessive of their daughters. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're going to accept that as a final answer. Um, that is amazing. Morgan, tell people where they can find you online. Um, if you'd like, if you'd like to be found online. I just started a TikTok. If you want to follow my ranting about queer culture and also my terrible jokes that I sometimes put up there. Um, and my, my handle on there is at Morgan Lee Gray. Um, and Gray is G-R-A-Y. Okay. Um, and that's about it for right now because comedy isn't happening. I know, right? It's just um, bad. Well, Morgan, thank you so much for being on. Um, I think if you wouldn't mind maybe coming on again in like a year. Like, yeah. Come on in 12 months and, and tell me where you are in your journey. Do you know what that I'm saying? That would be fun. Yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. Um, thank you for being honest and open with us and sharing. Um, and I will make sure to uh, put your TikTok information uh, in, the, uh, in the notes for this. Uh, my name is Ian Neighbor. This has been Straight People. Uh, you guys make sure to uh, be safe out there and love yourselves. That's always a very important thing to do. Uh, bye.